0: Fish, <laughs> Fish, sticks Fish sticks are cool. Fish sticks coming.
1: So they haven't tried to restrict the number of children you can have at Watts. Huh? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Okay. Uh, it may be coming, I don't know, who knows. It's getting crazy. But, uh. It certainly affected improv, you know. There's there's no improv shows happening anywhere. I think Witt did a – I just saw an episode of his podcast, Improv Comedy Connection, cross-marketing uh, cross there. Uh, improv Comedy Connection, where he – he usually does an interview with like one improv person, you know. But he just mm-hmm. put an episode out where he got a bunch of them. To all be on this same episode, all these improv people from all over the country, and I haven't listened to it yet, but they literally talk about how covid nineteen has affected improv and improvisers, and you know there's not many people that make a living at improv, but there are some you know there there are some people who their full time gig is you know training at second city or or wherever. And, uh, and so I'm, I want to listen to it because I think they just talk about like what people are doing and how it's affected the community. And, uh, but yeah, he got like nine or 10 improv people to sit down and have a conversation. Wow. So,
0: well, the, the yeah, stereotype um...
1: is, is they're supposed to be waiters and waitresses
0: at restaurants.
1: <laughs>
0: right. That's a, that's
1: shut down too. So that's shut down too. Yeah. All actors' side gigs are are closed also. So, yeah, I know it's, it's nuts. Well, uh, I haven't even introduced uh, who you are to our listeners. Uh, so I should do that. Uh, hey, everybody. This is uh, Eric, as always, Fish Sticks Comedy Podcast. And with me is Jay, Jay Colson. If you've listened to previous episodes, he's come up once or twice. Um, he's, he's in a unique position in Fishstick's uh, comedy, and, and that is that he is a, our musician. He is, uh, I consider him an improviser. Uh, I think he would consider himself an improviser, but, but just not uh, like the rest of us where we're up, you know, center stage doing crazy things. Jay's off on the side. Uh, he's an accomplished musician. And uh, and actually has been doing this with fish sticks and before that improv for pretty much that whole that whole time I guess yeah uh, did, did you you started with Brad at, at the very beginning of improv is that right
0: yes that's correct
1: yeah and so he's been over there on the keys uh, adding music and sometimes sound effects and all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, not every fish sticks troop around the country is fortunate enough to have that. In fact, no one else is. Uh he's part of the Dallas Sticks, and we are very fortunate to have his talents and skills uh as part of our show. But uh why don't uh Jay take us back, take us uh to those early days. That was before I came on. I, I consider myself one of the one of the OGs, one of the the old school uh, guys that have been around a long time, but you were you were there when I showed up. So, so take us. Uh, how did how did you and Brad know each other? How did uh, how did you get approached to do this crazy stuff?
0: Well, we had uh, Brad and I both had a common friend, Tracy.
1: And oh, Tracy, yeah, I know Tracy, I know Tracy. Yep,
0: yeah. she had been invited by Brad uh, to be part of the troupe and evidently had mentioned to him. Uh, that I played piano and and um, was very much impressed and enjoyed uh, whose line is it anyway? yeah uh, and uh, so suggested to him that maybe i would I, I would be suitable to play for the group. And so one of the first rehearsals, uh, i I went up there and uh, sat down at a piano. Brad came over and And my memory is that he asked me to if I could play a bossa nova.
1: Okay, Uh, and
0: I went (laughs) okay.
1: Oddly specific.
0: So I played bossa nova, and that was pretty much it. From that I remember. (laughs) Why
1: was that the requirement, or was it just that I'm going to throw something at him and see if he can do it? Is that what that was? I I
0: think it was. Hey, so can you bossa? All right, yeah. So I did, and that was the extent of my tryout. Okay. <laughs> like you're in, uh, I'm in. That's awesome. Can
1: play That's awesome. That's hilarious. Uh,
0: I have been on. I have been on stage uh, early on in early in the in the troupe when we didn't have as many people.
1: Right. But even on stage, oh, oh you, know, you were oh, you were saying you were out performing the yeah. improv yeah came to stuff, oh, but, I think I knew that, but that yeah, that was before that was before me. Yes, why did that had, stop?
0: Well, uh, I would fill in when we were short of people, basically, oh, okay, so I have gotcha. been on stage, but even performing on stage, I tended to be the straight man, so um, oh, I got gotcha. you that that kind of fits with with me personally. And as yeah. soon as I could get off stage, I was happy to do so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that straight man—that's an important—that's an important role in comedy. It really is, and and a lot probably a lot of improv troops lack that because all these improvisers are like, <laughs> "I'm going to be the crazy guy," yeah. and you know, and you you miss the the foil to that, I guess. <laughs> Let's let's dive into your before that. Tell us, uh, tell me a little bit about your musical history. I know a little bit of that, and uh, we've we've had conversations about the the subculture you were a part of for a while. That, that,
0: and, <laughs> and I would and love to get into you
1: as well. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that. We'll get into that. But uh, but yeah, just tell us. Aside from improv, tell tell us about your musical background.
0: Um, well, I, I grew up in, uh, my mother played piano, my great grandmother, my grandmother's my aunt. Um, so I, I just kind of grew up playing piano, uh, played in band, played horns and band and so forth. Uh, yeah. ended up studying music for a, a year and a half during, uh, during college. And uh, learned just enough to know that I wasn't really good enough to to stick with it. Uh, But good enough to play and enjoy enjoy doing so. Uh, About that time, around the age of 18 or 19, I started playing, accompanying a singer uh, locally, who's one of my best friends forever, Johnny McNally. And um, I accompanied him for... 40 years, I guess, 30 years. Wow. And um, we had bands playing contemporary Christian music throughout yeah. the 80s and I was yeah. part I think that's the subculture you were That was referring to. that's
1: what I was referring to. Yeah. So so you were so the group you were in with him was Gabriel's Call, is that right?
0: No, we were um, Oh, Johnny and I formed Envoy.
1: Envoy, Envoy, Envoy. Why did maybe, I say Gabriel's call? I don't know. Who, That's okay. Somebody, somebody else I knew must have been in that group. That's right. Y'all were Envoy, which we we decided, or I think I decided that I probably saw you guys um, because y'all used to play this venue called Footloose back in the eighties. We did in, some, yes, in the early nineties, and I was I was there all the time. Like I would, I was there watching shows and concerts. And so i I would be really surprised if I didn't see you guys back in those days.
0: Well, we were we were warm up material for the for the headliners, but we enjoyed right. it. It was a lot of fun. That I had more cool, fun cool uh, here in the Dallas area in the late seventies and early eighties. There was a big music weekend called Celebration. Yeah. For uh, all Friday Friday nights and all these Saturdays, there'd just be concerts across the board. Right, would right. Be part of that, and that uh, was a lot of fun. I didn't play so, them; I just listened to them.
1: Yeah, so so tell me some of the some of the artists and bands you opened for back in those eighties contemporary Christian days, because I was listeners. I was immersed in into that scene. Uh, I I think I've mentioned on a previous episode how. I wasn't allowed when I was really young, when I was elementary and in junior high, I wasn't really allowed to listen to certain types of, uh, you know, secular music. And so I, I went full on the other way and just had every Christian, you know, cassette tape that, that came out. And so, so I was heavily. Uh, immersed into that world so what what are some of the bands and, and artists you've played with
0: uh we
1: we opened
0: johnny and i opened for oh i can't think of the group's name now uh it was marty mccall's band
1: oh uh it wasn't, uh,
0: it wasn't fireworks first, it was after no, first call first call yeah, we yeah, opened yeah. for first call
1: yeah. See, I um, saw them. I think I saw them a, a few times in, at, at in Arlington.
0: Oh, well, we, we opened for them. Oh, home. okay. Oh, okay. And then I think at Footloose we opened for, it wasn't BB and CC. I think BB was d- doing a solo oh, concert. Okay. BB one. Uh, wow. BB one. Um, other than that, I just listened to all of them and enjoyed them yeah. all. Oh, okay. I was a, uh, I was a hardcore Rustaff fan from yes. Imperial's Days, Imperial yeah, Days and then Petra and Servant and all yep. those bands.
1: Yeah, me too. I've I've seen all of those live. I've I've seen Rustaff several times. Yeah, we used to go and I had a I had a youth pastor who really used music, you know, and like, hey, we're going to this concert or we're going out to Six Flags to see, you know, Petra or Whiteheart or or whoever. So so I was a fan already of all those, but luckily I was involved in a church that facilitated me going to all those shows and stuff. And I still, you know, I still break out that old music and listen to it. I've got a few oh, Spotify yeah. playlists that they're just filled with, you know, Margaret Becker and uh-huh. and uh, David Meese was a big one for me. I think we've oh, talked yeah. about him before. He was huge for me. And, Another piano player. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I saw him several times, but, uh, but yeah, those are, those are good days. I I wish I had known you back then. I would have (laughs) used, I would have used your contacts to, Hey, give me, give me backstage, Jay. Yeah. Can Uh, I go meet Marty McCall? (laughs) So, so let me, let me go back to the improv thing. Let's talk a little bit about your, sort of contribution and, and, and things that you do for improv. Um, You know, most, most people know who Laura Hall is from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And, you know, I like to think of you as our Laura Hall, (laughs) but um, what's your approach? What do you, if somebody came to you and said, Hey, I'm, I'm a musician. I was, you know, going to try to get into doing some accompaniment of improv shows. What would you, what's your approach what's your philosophy for what you do
0: well um, I think what is shown on whose line is it anyway as a television show is right. very much cut and edited and pieced together sure so the only time you see Laura Hall or the musician is when they're doing a song game of some sort right which right. is important that's fine
1: yeah, but and, we, and live, we do we do those song games. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. And you're amazing, Adam. Uh, well, thank you. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> the, but in a live performance, um, it's from the musician standpoint. It it doesn't sound like much, but it really is important in the presentation. And that is kind of what you would call bumper music between the games. Right. Uh, that you play something that helps connect the entire show together so that there's not dead space. Right. And the key to doing that is paying attention to the game so that you get the timing right. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's where some of my uh, time that I spent on, on stage performing helps, helps understand when the game's coming to an end, when things are likely to stop and start all that kind of stuff. So it helps me, Play something in between the two, so that right. Right, there's not a lot of dead space.
1: Yeah, those are those skills that, like, I think of late night talk shows where, you know, your Doc Severinsen or your, you know, whoever is on the side. Wow, I went way back, but <laughs> you, you know, your your band, uh, you know, your Paul from from Letterman. You do, a, you know, that's what they do a lot is those transition. <laughs> the guest is coming out the one segment's over the next one's about to begin you know it's kind of that same skill set i feel like and yeah. it's vital it's it's so vital because when we go do a show and you're not there it is very obvious to us you know that it is just kind of quiet and you know sometimes we try to bring along uh you know an ipad or a laptop and run some some music but when we even with that it's just not the same but but when we don't have any music it's hard for us or it's more of a challenge for us to keep that energy and vibe going uh, because it's it's uh, it's obvious to us that something's missing so uh, and,
0: and no matter how good you are as a performer as a group of performers
1: you,
0: you become aware of the of the rests the right. dead space that's there Right. Uh, Definitely. No matter how hard you try to minimize that, it's still there, yeah. and so that that helps the overall performance. And as you said, we also do games, and and for the games, if if I said anything to the musicians out there, it would be, uh, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Kiss. Yeah. Um, right. Because the musician is not the star. The musician right. is going to try to put a palette out there of music that the performers can react to and do their thing to. Yeah. And, um, for me personally, my heart has always been as a side band, as an accompanist. And so yeah. the biggest compliment I can get is not from the audience coming up to me and saying, Oh, you're great. Oh, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, is for the performer whoever i'm accompanying after the show to come up and say hey yeah that really worked or yeah you know that we really nailed it yeah. so that that's what that's what i would tell musicians is don't go up there and try to wow everybody with your improv chops cuz that's not what it's about right
1: yeah and that's you know if anyone asked me about you or what you add or whatever you know i would definitely say we In improv, we often talk about how you trust your other performer, you know, who you like you're in a scene with or whatever. I trust them. They trust me. Well, it's a hundred percent that with us and you, we all completely trust you. We know when we do singing games or or music games where we're going to be singing and making it up and we know you're going to be making it up. We know listeners, let me tell you, Jay, we know that I can go out there and I'm not a great singer and, and, but I know I can just go out there and sing and Jay's going to follow me and he's going to play or it's, we kind of follow each other, Mm -hmm. but, but I know that if he's playing something and I come out and I'm in a, like a totally different key, he's going to do something. He's going to change it up. He's going to fix it somehow. Uh, and, and, or even if, uh, you know, I just think the song's going somewhere else. I just know Jay's going to be able to follow that. And Jay knows we're doing our best to follow what he's putting out. And it, there's no better example of that improv sort of give and take between performers than between us and you, like to me, that's yeah. the, that's the epitome of, I'm just going and I know you're going to yes. And whatever I'm doing with your keyboard, you know, you're going to yes. And it, and same thing, you, you probably know that, you know, you can play whatever and and we're going to, we're going to hit it. Some of us probably better than others, but. uh, (laughs)
0: Well, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. When you're the, the yes and concept is still true in music. Right. Right. whether you're just the performers or you're a singer and accompanist or just a band, if you watch great jazz improvisation, the, each of the players in the band are so in tune to listening, what the other players are doing. Yeah. And they'll pick up on something the other guy's doing and they'll take it another step and they'll, they'll play back and forth and they'll take the whole tune as a group to a different place. Um, and that's uh, that's what we can do between a singer and a accompanist just like you do when you have just a, a a handful of performers on stage right
1: right yeah and i've always loved how th- the word improv is a term in you know jazz music especially but you know they i i'll never forget one time i did a this it wasn't an improv thing but i had a ukulele Uh, it was at a former school I taught at, and I just did this funny little ukulele song. Well, and I don't really play the ukulele. I just learned this one chord progression and, and it happens to sound kind of cool. It's got a little, I don't even like a modulate or something, but I just, somebody taught it to me. And so, but it's, If you didn't know that, that this is literally all I can do on the ukulele, it kind of comes off like, oh, he can play the ukulele. So I did this little goofy song and I did this. Well, this guy came up who was like an aide at the school, but he was a musician and he was going to college for, you know, music theory or something. And he came up and he started asking me, do I improv? And I, of course, thought he was asking me about improv comedy. But why, as a matter of fact, I do. He was not asking me about that. He thought I was a musician and was asking me about like jazz improv because that's what he was sort of studying at that moment. And it was one of those awkward conversations where we both started to realize we were talking about different things. And uh, and so that was always funny to me that it's like he wanted to talk about improv, but it was... It was what you were just referring to. It was, you know, jazz musicians yeah. improvising. And I was like, oh no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the,
0: the we can, just like musicians can signal one another while they're performing. Yeah. Um, if I'm listening to like you sing or one of the other fish sticks sing, I can hear what uh, Hopefully I can hear well enough to hear what you're trying to do and then I can follow you. But yeah. also I can signal on my side chord changes or where the song will change. And if you can hear me, then you can follow right. along with what I'm doing. And that give and take is just yeah. I, I think it's beautiful. But
1: yeah, it is. Me. It's made some of my favorite on stage moments when when we're doing opera or you know american musical or whatever some of those games we play mm-hmm. but uh but jay i hate to say it but we are about out of time for this uh this here oh, episode goodness. i know it goes it i goes thought we pr- were
0: going to talk about stuff
1: <laughs> we did we talked oh, about a okay. lot of cool stuff but uh but we'll have you back on when i when i make the when i come around the horn with everybody but okay. uh so we'll we'll continue this definitely but uh uh but but people let me I can't say enough how much Jay adds to our shows and uh when you know he he sometimes has gone overseas or has in in the past years uh for work and sometimes for long stretches and and it it we we get withdrawal symptoms from from Jay on the side cuz he he really makes the Dallas show something special but uh but Jay I appreciate you coming on man. Well thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Hang in there. Stay healthy, okay?
0: Yes, sir. Same to you. And uh, keep your wife healthy in that medical um, we're environment. We're trying.
1: We're trying, everybody. Let's pray for each other, definitely. But, yes, uh, sir. But, but thanks, everybody. This is the uh, Fish Sticks Comedy Podcast. We, are. we are.